up witches welcome to my show i am super excited to announce the launch of my official patreon account by supporting me if you love my show or enjoying sup witches you can have the chance to become an active participant in my creative process as a member you receive exclusive content community access behind the scenes updates and the pride of fueling work that matters to all of the witches community from the most basic level as a basic witch all the way up to an enlightened master. I give you different opportunities to work with me one-on-one -on -one and become more intimate in the sub witches community. I will link the content in the show notes to check out my Patreon account and I hope you will consider supporting the show. Have a wicked day. Hi Lauren, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing so great. I didn't even make the connection at first when we oh, messaged on Instagram. And then so I was funny. looking at your question. I was like, I just talked to her. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Awesome. I'm really excited to talk to you too. Thanks so much for reaching out. Of course. I appreciate you. Yeah. How long have you been doing your podcast? I started in September. So awesome. yeah, I want to start a podcast this year. So I love that you're doing that. Congratulations. Yes, you definitely should. You have so much great information to offer. So oh, thank you. <laughs> I've been just being guests on other people's podcasts. And that's been fun. Yeah, that is definitely fun. I heard you I actually discovered you from Aaliyah's uh, spiritual shit. I she was one of my coaches. We worked together for about two months. And I was like, I need to talk to her because I just really resonated with the work that you're doing. Oh, awesome. Thanks so much. That's amazing. Of course. <laughs> so what was like the main reason that you're like, okay, I'm, I need to talk to her. Like, what was the main thing that you felt like I could help you with? Sure. So I am in the first healthy relationship ever of my entire life. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful, but also very uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah. It's a, a new a new thing. You're not familiar with this. For sure. So, I mean, I'm very much into, um, like, I'm a sex educator. I'm a yoga teacher, Reiki healer, and I'm actually going to school to be a sex therapist. Um, I'm graduating in two months. So this is all great and all, but, like, I really want to increase my intimacy with my partner. Um, I have a pretty vast history of trauma and sexual abuse. So sex can sometimes feel like a chore or it can be painful, uncomfortable. I can feel a lot of shame and obligation um, in terms of sex in my own body. So I just think that by working with you and doing Tantra, I could take that to a completely new level and it would help me heal yeah. tremendously. Well, congrats on school. How much schooling did it take you to get be a sex therapist? How long have you been on this journey? I've been in school for close to two years now for my master's. So in May, I'm graduating and I can't wait. <laughs> what school are you going to? Are you liking the program a lot? Honestly, it's a lot different than what I thought. It's based out of Chicago. It's called Adler University. Um, and it is a very great program. It's just a lot different than what I had expected. But I'm at the end of my journey close to, Thank so goodness. I'm excited for the next chapter. Oh, I'm excited for you. That's so amazing. Thank you. So, well, amazing, amazing. You're so pretty. You're such a beautiful goddess. Oh, I thank you. It. Thank you so much. Yes. That means well, a lot. Naturally radiant. I love oh, that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> You're so welcome. 
Well, let's get started because I just have 30 to 40 minutes and I just want to be sure that I create the most value for in this process. And I don't work with just anyone. So this is a great time for us to be sure that we're a good fit to work together. My phone is the same thing. (laughs) We're a good fit to work together. Um, But I, I just want to start by acknowledging you for even showing up in this space. That's just such a huge step. And like whether we were to work together or not, it's just a big indicator to the universe that you're ready for a different experience and you're ready to take action to have a, you know, to have this healing journey for yourself. So just congrats for being willing to step up and do, I'm celebrating you for doing that for yourself because that's huge. So, because so often it can be scary to do that, especially when we've had history of trauma and things like that. So I really honor you in, in your journey. And, and, um, I am, I'm also honored that you trust me with your journey. Thank you. You're welcome. And you know, Anyone who does anything that's amazing doesn't do it alone. We all have coaches like Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey. Anyone that's doing awesome things in the world has someone holding space for them. So just congrats for being willing to step up and find out if I'm that person for you. And, you know, the best coaches always still have coaches. I have some amazing badass coaches, and my badass coaches have even more badass coaches. (laughs) my, My coaches make over millions of dollars a year so then they get these top level you know it's like absurd so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just see that like it's like a life hack I'm like oh this is the way to like really create momentum in my life and get the shortcuts and compress time so I can get to my goals faster by just finding out from someone else like how the fuck did you do that <laughs> and, sure. and, and so um, I really love it so much so now how with what you're wanting to experience how do you feel like you're in your own way with where you're trying to go right now and your goals, like to having this healthy relationship and to enjoying intimacy and connection more. Is there anything that you feel not to put blame on you, but is there anything that like you might be self-sabotaging or, and and there's, (laughs) there's valid reasons for why you would do that with what you've experienced for sure. So, but it's just understanding what little things come up that kind of block you. So I can understand. Mm. Well, I definitely have a lot of um, energetic blockages in my heart, um, mm. my solar plexus region. That's, I think, where I carry the most trauma. Um, and self-sabotage is like my best friend. I keep trying to have to like quiet my ego and just operate from a place of love rather than fear. But it could be extremely difficult if like, especially since what I'm used to is not healthy it's toxic and dysfunctional so in my relationship i can find myself projecting onto my partner futurizing fearing that he's going to get tired of me and um, that i'm not good enough there's a lot of self-doubt and my inner critic is very strong so i've been working on sort of coming to terms with that and just learning how to receive love because it could be very uncomfortable Thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate your vulnerability. Mm, yes. um, so how long have you been with your current partner? How long has this relationship been? It's fairly new still since October, um, uh-huh. but I'm happier with him than I've ever been with anyone before. And it's made Beautiful. me realize a lot of things about myself and life and love in general. Beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, it's so great that you're approaching this sooner than later so that you don't continue to do like you're not doing things that can be really damaging to the relationship so you can have yes. healthier ways and and some tools to work past some of these things that are challenging for you because it's oh man it's so beautiful like relationships can be so healing and they can be these 
sometimes uncomfortable mirrors that show us things about ourselves that we need to focus on. It's like, damn it. I, I thought I had already <laughs> busted through that shit. Yeah. You know, and ends. so when we're solo, like sometimes, you know, when I'm single for a while, I'm like, oh, I'm so good. I've got it going on. And then you have relationship and then something is like something and someone yeah. else can be triggering or something. And you're like, yeah. oh, now I got to look at that. <laughs> I know. It's so eye opening. I think that the self growth never ends. The work. It doesn't. doesn't end. You know, if you're not growing, you're just being, you're dying. You yeah, know, you're being absolutely. stagnant. Yeah. So, and do you mind if I ask you how old you are? Sure. I'm 26. I love this. <laughs> I wish I had figured out this shit when I was 26. <laughs> well, better late than never. You know, we learn yes. when we're ready. Yes, exactly. I discovered Tantra when I was 44. Wow. And so... My life would have been, I would have been a much better parent to my daughters. My daughters were adults by the time I was on this journey. And so I'm like, wow, I could have handled a lot of things in a better way. Yeah. And so I really love when I get to work with younger adults and that you, you know, you're taking action this way. But, you know, in my generation, like we didn't have access to the internet. Of course. We didn't know yeah. these things. And so you just kept repeating the shit that you saw yeah. happening around you by people who were fucking shit up right and left and, <laughs> So you're just learning how to keep fucking shit up. And you're like, why does my life suck? Oh, you're taking advice from the wrong people that don't have their shit together, right? Yes. So Yes. It was a different world back then, but I've decided, like, the cycle ends with me. So <laughs> Exactly. I love this. Yes, yes. Now, to share with me your vision. Like, tell me what the dream is. Like, let's say if we chose to work together – and let's say like we wave a magic wand and we work together for 90 days and everything's working for you. What would that look like in 90 days? Like well, what is your vision? I've learned and we know that like sexual energy could be tremendously healing. It's just interconnected with all aspects of our well-being. And for me, I've really been um, trying to learn to manifest and work on my goals and develop myself to reach those achievements that I've been wanting to accomplish for so long. So ideally, um, I would be just freed of any like stuck, stagnant energy that's like holding me back from manifesting and blocking me. And as you mentioned earlier, like I don't want to take my shit out on my partner because he makes me want to be like he's an incredible, sensitive, empathic man. And being with him has made me realize so many triggers and things that I have to work on in myself. So I would like to just be able to have a deeper connection with myself and him. That's beautiful. I love that. That's really sweet. Yeah. Lauren, I've just got to tell you something right now. As I'm looking at you on Zoom, you are so naturally pretty. It is ridiculous. <laughs> you are so naturally pretty. Don't ever doubt yourself or your beauty or don't like go put a lot of makeup on or do it when you fucking want to, but don't ever feel like you need to because you're naturally so pretty. Oh my God. Yeah, I did modeling for a while in LA, so I've been around like a lot of people and seen a lot of things and you're like so pretty and you have a lot of authenticity to you and then you have this like this desire to grow and stuff that's really beautiful. Like your partner's really lucky to be with you. So don't feel like you're broken. You're whole and complete and you're just going to work on these things that are challenges and overcome these challenges. Okay? My heart's so, going to explode. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I just going to tell you, I'm just like yeah, you're just like, you're like very radiant. You're just such a beautiful being. And so, you know, let's just keep amplifying all of your amazingness and then letting go of those things that are trying to weigh you down. 
you know, Absolutely. and do like an energetic reset for you mm. would be really amazing. Perfect, and I really yeah. love that you're so aware of all these things. That's so powerful. When you worked with Alea, what were the main things that you benefited from in the work with her? I'm, I'm not familiar with what kind of coaching she does. So Yeah, she does a lot of um, energetic, spiritual advisement and coaching. So we did a lot of um, energy healing through um, sound healing. And she read my chakras and uh, connecting with spirit. She did a lot of um, angel and tarot card readings. So we kind of like split it up into 30 minutes doing a reading and then 30 minutes sort of communicating about what came up and how it relates to what I'm going through. She's incredible. She's a queen. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love this so much. <laughs> okay. That's dope. I love yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. Super cool. And I'm really looking forward to when you finish school and you do things and I do want to offer you something. Okay. I have a badass business coach, like fucking bomb, Lauren, like amazing business coach. <laughs> and, and he has an amazing business coach that showed him how to do things. My business coach is named, do you ever follow on social media, Preston Smiles? I've heard of Preston. I think I've okay. listened to him on a podcast or two. Okay. And I'm friends with his wife, Alexi. Actually, last week I was at Preston and Alexi's home watching their little ones while they went on uh, vacation. Wow. That yeah. Must have so, been um, a great experience. He is, and I manifested him in my his wildest thing. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I followed them for years and not, now he's my business coach. But when he first started coaching, he was only making 40 to 60,000 a year. And then he said he found his tax statements and he was only making like, it said 40, but he was like, maybe, because he was thinking he made 65, but he was like, maybe that's like his tax guy mm. making it look good for the IRS, <laughs> right? But he was like, so the initial story is he was like, I was making 60, 50 to 65,000 a year. I couldn't, I've been coaching because he's been a coach for over 10 years. He's like, I couldn't pass the 65,000 a year mark. He was like, so then I paid to be in this mastermind. He's like, I paid $90,000 to be in this year long mastermind with a bunch of like top level mm -hmm. business entrepreneurs collectively coming together. And then you would meet up and you would learn something. He was like the whole person that I needed to meet in that mastermind was this person named Zion Kim. Zion had just turned 29 last year. Zion launched two, one, two, seven figure, one, six figure business all in one year. That's guys amazing. Like, Preston calls him like an idiot. So they met, about five years ago, he was like, the whole reason I needed to be in that mastermind was to meet Zion. That's who I learned from. Zion's coach, like Richard Branson, Lyft has brought him in place to look at administrative things to make things run more efficiently. And and if you do private coaching with Zion now for three months, it's $100,000. And he gets companies that make one to two million a year going to eight to 10 million a year or million dollar companies going to be billion dollar companies like he's legit. Okay, so Wow. What Preston, so this is a sidetrack, but I just want to tell you because you're business okay. and you're about to finish school and I don't want you to, I don't want you to be frustrated when you start out your business. I want you to be powerful. Yeah. So this is, was a game changer for me. So, so then Preston learned from Zion. The next year he went from making 65,000 a year to 130,000 a year. The next year he went to 250,000 a year. The next year he made 500,000 a year. The next year he made a million a year, a million a year. Last year he made 1.8 million. 
goals. <laughs> and so I took a program at, on how coaches can be successful in their business. Well, Alexi, she's a really badass coach and she's been mentioned in Forbes and she's amazing too. Alexi, her mom is a therapist. Hmm. And so her mom, Preston's like, you know, Alexi and I are very successful at coaches, but Alexi's mom paid $20,000 to have someone help her grow her practice as a therapist. And then finally, Alexi and Preston looked at Steph and they're like, yeah, that and that is good, but you really should be doing this and this. And it wasn't like the best curriculum, like what Preston teaches. So now the therapist, like she's a psychologist or something like this. I think she might be a psychologist. She's thinking of just, she's going to transition her business into just coaching and going like the way that Preston and Alexi have been doing. Wow. So total legit on like how to structure your business and really grow and get yourself out there. And that's how I took off with my business. Mm -hmm. I have been getting frustrated and, yeah. and so I'm so thankful for them. So I just want to, when people are especially new starting out, I wasted a few years of my time and almost got bur burned yeah. out by taking the wrong steps. And he has a program that's like kind of for coaches, but it's like any business we've had physical therapists, there's mm -hmm. other therapists in there. So definitely when you're ready for that, I would definitely check that out because that's going to help you so much. I will for sure. Preston smiles. Uh huh. And his thing is called Kaboom Coaching, and I'll share those pages and stuff with you. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you yeah. so much for that resource. Yeah, I just want it because I want you to be powerful in all the things that you do. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Mm -hmm. Um. So, so the dream, like for as far as your business, you want to have the sexual healing with the energy. And you want to tap more into your manifestation and then just getting rid of the stagnant energy and any energy blocks that you have, like in your solar plexus and um, your heart chakra. Yes. Perfect. I love that. Okay. Now, why is now the time to do this for you? Why now? I realize I have a lot of potential, as I believe we all do, but I need to know how to utilize that potential to catalyst myself to where I want to be. And I've always had a hard time believing in myself and harnessing my inner power. And the last year I just committed to like working with coaches in the fall I was working with a manifestation coach. And then I was working with a dating coach and then I was working with a life coach and then Aaliyah. So I think those wow, are all really this. awesome, but like I let my intuition guide me to where I feel I'm meant to go. And that was with you and tantric practices, which you know, we've all heard of Tantra, but I have never practiced the actual, um, like implemented the steps and all of that. So I think that the place where I've been the most wounded, which is in my sexuality, is where I have the most potential to heal. Yeah. It's great that you have that awareness. Congratulations. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I take like really, I keep everything confidential. You know, I've been a nurse for decades and yes. I take really rich notes. <laughs> So that I can, um, whenever we start working together, I can I can create something really powerful for you. Because mm -hmm. I, I do have different programs, but then I also like to really go in and personalize things with the people that I'm working with. So that's really important to help you have the biggest transformation. So, mm -hmm. And I also, I have one of my clients is a therapist in New York, and he introduced mm -hmm. me to this platform called Simple Practice. And simple practice, I upload documents and I make like sexuality questionnaires and things for oh you to answer. God. And I'll share like PDF documents or different like book summaries with you. And um, then I keep notes from our sessions in there. So oh, also cool. sometime um, in the future, I could even show you like on a screen share, like how simple practice works, because 
whenever you start doing your thing. I think that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I would, the therapist recommended it to me. I was like, oh, this is dope. Oh, I like Wow. Good, good. <laughs> I got you, Lauren. I got you. Okay. Um, so now, what is the gap? What do you see based on where you are now and where you're wanting to go? Where, what is the gap? What is not working or, or what's kind of in the way of, like based on what you can see, why haven't you already gotten to that place? What's been holding you back? For me, it's a lot of limited, self-limiting beliefs. Um, okay. A lot of them are rooted in scarcity and lack. And um, I've just been struggling in my career. I'm still in school and right now I'm doing research. But in November, I was very unhappy in my profession. I was working as a case manager. And I just was like, you know what? The universe has something better for me. I'm just going to quit. Yeah. Even though I have nothing lined up, I'm just quitting because it's not making me happy. So the last couple of months I've been struggling in my career, career wise, um, and just like trusting that the universe will bring me something when I'm ready and it's ready to. So I think that's been my largest uh, struggle right now is believing that something better is possible for me. Okay. Now, may I offer you a reflection? Please do. <laughs> You, 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 you shared like two different, two different things on that one thing. Hmm. You shared also like one, you're sharing with me that you have scarcity and belief holding you back. But then at the same time, you made a big leap for yourself, a leap of faith, knowing the universe has something better for you. Hmm. So is that belief of more possibility and something better for you? Is that coming from scarcity? I would like to believe there is something better for me, but it's hard to trust in what you can't physically see if it's not manifested okay. in the physical world yet. So that's something that I'm working on is the belief that even though it might not be here now, I am destined for something greater. Why do you think you have that belief? that you are destined for something greater? A lot of inner guidance from spirit um, that I tap into. Like uh, the last couple of months I've been retreating and kind of like isolating, which may or may not be healthy, like everything in balance. I do that sometimes too. <laughs> but uh, spirit has been talking to me loud and clear and it's been telling me keep on going. Like do not give up on yourself. So. So. Do you think spirit would lie to you? No, never. And you believe you can trust spirit? I do. Absolutely. So do you feel like, Lauren, that you could lean a little more into that trust? I, I need to, yes. Possibly trust spirit more than your doubt? Mm. Do you think that your doubt is more honest or truthful than spirit? My doubt is definitely not more honest, but it is louder sometimes. So possibly try to even imagine yourself turning down the volume on your doubt and turning up the volume on spirit. Yes. And you know, where our attention goes, energy flows. So my share with you is like whenever and I learned this from a shaman 
whenever you start to have those negative thoughts, I want you to think to yourself, cancel, cancel. And then think of a better feeling thought like Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, right? Think of a better feeling thought and imagine like a bunch of puppies or kittens or something that brings you joy and just really quick. You're going to repattern your brain. Mm -hmm. And there's other techniques that I do with my clients to repattern your nervous system. But that's one of, you know, that's a really big and kind of easy one to get started. So whenever that doubt and that is trying to get turned up, turn it down and just cancel it and just say, cancel, cancel. And then go because you're, if when with manifestation, when you're doing this thing where you're trying to get somewhere, it's like you're hitting the gas and you're hitting the brake. You're hitting the gas, you're hitting the brake, right? You're believing, you're believing spirit, you're doubt, you listen to your doubting thoughts, and you're just like, you're not, you're staying stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. The spirit is really cheering you on. You have quite a cheerleader. I wasn't getting downloads from spirit at 26, so you're doing a good job. That's really so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so tune in more to that and try to tune out to the negative things because, you know, where, where our attention goes, energy flows, and you don't want to be giving energy and attention to that. Mm-hmm. You want to give the attention and focus back into spirit or go meditate or do something that will help you feel more tapped into that. 100%. And, and feed, the, feed the positive and, like, pull out the weeds from your garden that you're growing. Yes, and pour some sunshine <laughs> and rain on there. <laughs> okay. But you're doing great things. That's just my little a little tip that I have for you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Now, what happens if you don't get your dream? What happens if you continue on the path that you've been on as far as, like, letting the negative self-talk win or sabotaging a healthy relationship? That would be a a big disappointment and a real shame because I don't want to live the way I was living for the first 25 years of my life. It did not serve me and it just didn't feel good. And I think we were brought into this world to feel good and to achieve our dreams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe that too. Yeah. How, and what would that cost you? If you continue to do that, like if you, if you stay stuck in the way you have and you don't start feeling better and change things up for the rest of your lifetime. On one hand, I think it would be very validating to my inner critic. If I kept living this way and didn't achieve my dreams, they'd be like, yeah, see everything I told you about yourself is right, but I'd like to prove myself wrong. Can I offer you a reframe? Please do. Instead of trying to prove yourself wrong, because that's still going into negative energy, why don't you work on proving spirit right? Mm, I love that. You don't have to be wrong. Yeah, that's true. Right? And, you know, spirit is working through you. And there's nothing, and spirit knows there's nothing wrong with you. And it's why it's trying to show you a different way. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. Prove spirit yeah, right. So I just love that. reframe it. Change your lexicon on how you're thinking about things. Okay. Because our language is really powerful. That's like when you write things down and journal things and write it down, it's really powerful because it's spelling like spells 
and like your language, like what you're saying spells, mm. you're casting spells with your words. Mm. So just be mindful of the language you're speaking. Yeah. And why do you think it might be important you to validate your inner critic? What would you gain by that? It's a sense of familiarity and just staying in my comfort zone. You're on point. <laughs> that's where people, you know, that's what most, that's what holds most people back. Yeah. And what will it cost you if you stay in your comfort zone? a great question it will cost me happiness because I want to break out of that comfort zone yes now what happens if you don't validate your inner critic yeah. my ego would go crazy <laughs> it's like a that wounded not to say I'm broken or damaged but that wounded yeah. part of me like gets off on people hurting me, me not thriving, me not living, quote unquote, my best life. Like that wounded part of me loves that shit. So I have to kind of let that part of me die in a sense. In your, in your school and stuff, your program, did you guys go over like the drama triangle, triangle a lot? Not too much. No, that's not familiar. Because there's in the drama triangle, there's like three roles that we play out in all relationships. And it's like victim, villain, or hero. Mm. So if you always want, always when you're in the drama triangle, if you like to be victim, then you're putting someone else, else as the hero. Right now, you might be putting your partner as the hero. Like he's going to rescue you. This is the mm. best thing, whatever. But you're when you're putting him as the hero, sometimes you're putting yourself as the victim. Yes. Or you're making someone else be bad or you're making your ego be the villain and you're being a victim of your villain. You're being a victim of other people and you're like justifying your pain mm -hmm. by staying in that drama triangle. Yes. But you're not going to stay in that victim unless you're getting something like what <laughs> you're, I think you're amazing. Like mm -hmm. I don't even go into this. You just want a discovery call, but I'm here for you. So what do you feel like you're, um, what is the satisfaction of staying in that victim state? What, yeah. what part of that gets off or what is the reward for that? Cause there's something there for us when we do that. I used to do this all the time. So I'm, this is why I understand. Yes. So now that you mentioned it, I have heard of that before. I'm definitely, I wrote it down so I could look it up even more. Exactly. I knew you would cause you're a smart <laughs> girl. Um, yeah, I was in the victim mentality and I still fall into that pattern for the first like 25 years of my life. So by staying small and playing the victim, I get to feel powerless. I get to feel like helpless and hopeless and just bad for myself and self-loathing and self-pity. And that's easier in a sense. It can be easier if we grow accustomed to that, to stay in that mindset rather than to claim our power and realize that we do have, like we are a powerful creator of our destiny. I'm making notes, okay? 
I love what you're sharing. But is it really easy to be in those states? I do not believe that it's easy. I believe it could be more comfortable. But is it really comfortable to it's, be in those it's states? It's uncomfortable. But you kind of get used to a certain way of living. Right. So at the same time, it's bringing me all these like negative results. But that's what I knew from a child to young adult till now. Right. I mean, bravo to you to be 25 and figure this shit out. I was like, I was mm -hmm. a hot mess when I was 25 and I had already had kids and I was just in survival mode. So I am really excited for you that you are figuring this out at 25. But just, I also just want to ask the questions and just have you reflect about the first 25 years of your life, has it really been easy? No, not at all. And what do you think if you tapped into your power and you change those patterns and you're able to let go of the victim mindset, what do you think could be possible for you over your lifetime? A lot of peace and joy and serenity that I've never experienced on that deep of a level before. And do you feel you deserve that? That's where I'm blocked. Who in your childhood when you were younger would try to tell you you didn't deserve those things? Where did that first come up for you? I think my first core wound was being adopted because um, I felt not lovable. I felt unwanted and abandoned. So that makes sense. Yeah. There are May I offer a reflection or just share something with yes. you? Now, I've been a nurse for 30 years, so I've seen a lot of things. And and I'm not, you know, this is a trigger warning, so this could mm -hmm. be a little triggering, so just breathe through it. I've taken care of a lot of people that have had an abortion. And after I had my two daughters, I had an abortion. And me having an abortion, you know, I felt bad about it. I'll tear up now. Hmm. Um, it's selfish. And it's not the most loving thing. So possibly your mother loved you more because she wanted something better for you. And I cannot even imagine, because I've had babies, I can't even imagine going through a whole pregnancy and delivery and giving my baby away. I just can't even imagine it. And that's like the most selfless thing someone can do. And she could have been like, I don't want to put her through what I've been through. Right? And I have a friend that he was adopted and he finally got reunited with his mom. And he was thinking his mom had him when he was she was 13. 
So he was like thinking she was too young. I mean, like that she couldn't have raised him. But what it was is she came from a really rich family and her parents forced her to do that. So there's so many scenarios of how these things happen or the partner, the person that they had you with, you know, could have not been the healthiest father relationship for you or, you know, you just never know. So I'm so glad that you're here in this, in life and that you're here on this journey and that your life was not ended because someone wasn't ready. And, um, you could be possibly more loved and cherished than you ever realized because that person made the best decision for you, even though they knew that they weren't ready to be a parent, they still wanted you to have your life. And just imagine all the lives you're going to be able to touch and all the people you're going to be able to help. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of reasons that we never know, Mm -hmm. but my invitation for you would be easier said than done because I'm not going through what you've been through, right? But my invitation would be to maybe think about possibly how loved you are because that person wasn't selfish and didn't end your life. And that your beautiful soul and light got to incarnate in this universe. Thank you, Dominique. I thank you so much for sharing that with me. That means so much to me. You're welcome. Now, there's a lot of reasons that people do a lot of things. And sometimes we don't understand. And we all make fucking mistakes, too. This person could have huge regret for not having you and keeping you. Huge. You just, you know what I'm saying? So this is never an indicator that you're not wanted or valued. Yes. So it's not about you. This is about something that they were dealing with that they weren't prepared. Yeah, I definitely believe that other people's choices isn't a reflection of our worth at all. Yeah. And you're so worthy of everything. So don't deny yourself. Like embrace this. And imagine how many people that you can help when you keep going through this and come out the other side because mm-hmm. there's other people that share a similar story i've had friends i've i've dated two different people that have these stories mm-hmm. that they were adopted by their moms uh, from their moms put them up for adoption mm-hmm. and it's hard yeah so i'm like they could have made a worse choice you know and That's i've made a worse choice because i was like i just can't deal with this yeah so Yeah, I don't think we can, you know, obviously we can't control our past, but we can use it to help other people. So for me, it makes it worth it. Yeah, sometimes our message comes from our mess. Yes, I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. So I know that you have a beautiful message for the world. So just, you know, I, I would just love to see you continue to thrive. You're doing amazing things. So I really love, you know, all that you're doing. And that you keep believing yourself and investing in yourself and you're doing the work to come out to the other side. And so, you know, in our, our inner child, it's never too late to be the parent we wish that we had. You mm-hmm. can nurture and love on yourself and take care of your inner child. I love that. It's never too late yeah. to be the parent we wish we would have had. 
I'm just starting that down. <laughs> this conversation literally made my year. So oh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> I'm enjoying the conversation with you too. So how was it, how are your, what is your relationship with your adoptive parents? How did that go for you? Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't understand the complexities of my birth mother giving me up for adoption. I sent her okay. so much love for doing that, the most selfless, selfless act anyone could ever do. Right. Um, but my adoptive parents, it was supposed to be like an open adoption and they hid the letters she sent me. They oh. kind of, um, you know, I know that we don't do better until we know better. So I have a lot of forgiveness stuff to work on with them, but um, they made it seem like my birth mom wanted nothing to do with me when in fact it was the opposite. Um, and then my father died when I was 15. So it was just a tumultuous situation growing up. I had a chronically ill parent. Um, so it was, it was hard. The first oh, you know, wow. half of my life was not easy. Did you ever find out? So it was your adopted father that died when you were 15? Yes. So did you ever find out about who your biological mother is or the letter? Did they ever share it with you? No, it was a matter of me taking things into my own hands and looking her up on Facebook. You know, I got her name and everything. So it was very complicated. And um, now we don't have a relationship. So. But you did get to t talk to her one time and see like who she is. Yes. Well, that's good. Yeah. Does she share with you her choices as to why she did that, or could she even talk about it? It's really she's probably so ashamed of herself. So. Mm. Yeah, we never got to that point because my adoptive mother kind of cut off all of our communication. Uh, Coming from her own wounds of feeling like I might choose my birth mother over her, so uh -huh. it was just like a kind of big ball of mess dramatic yeah <laughs> dramatic yeah so then maybe your biological mother didn't want the drama your adoptive no. mother was creating so she just stepped back yes understandably yeah you never know what else can happen yeah but it's like is it nice though for you to at least know what she looks like and things like that is yeah. it was that a good thing for you it was definitely like brought a lot of closure yeah. that i needed at that time yeah well, she probably has a lot of shame and then having the relationship like brings her, you know, like we yeah. all have our shit. Yeah. She, she has, you have to like, as a mom maternal, like you don't know yet because you haven't had kids. And if you don't choose to have kids, that's fine too. But I know like as a mom, like the mother's guilt is the worst fucked up thing. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's so real. It's so real. And even when you do good with your kids, you still have mom's yeah. guilt. So and even when you do the best that you can and you raise them, you, that shit creeps in. So Sometimes that guilt, it's almost like we can't deal with it or cope. And she hasn't done the inner work. She's older generation. Yeah. So just to like distance, separate herself as like her only, you know, like putting her head in the sand. Yeah. So again, Lauren, that's about her and her wounds and her not having the right coping skills. And it's not about you not being worthy. So just know that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bet she's really proud of you. I bet she's watched what you're doing. She's really proud of you. I would be super proud of you. Mm, thank so, you. Thank you. I already am proud of you. So just so <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, 
just lean into that and just know that you're worthy and that anything, you know, people's behavior is a reflection on them. Mm -hmm. And then our response to that behavior is a reflection on us. Yes. So you just have to be like, you know what, I'm going to choose a better belief and I'm not going to allow their, you know, like your adoptive mom and all their bad decisions to impact the decisions you're making for yourself. Mm. They were self-sabotaging. So you don't want to stop that self-sabotaging. Yes. Because you can see how hurtful that shit is. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. <as> well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, on a scale of one to ten, how committed are you to making sure in this lifetime that you that you have this for yourself, that you get over these blocks and you tap into your mm. full energy and you're able to have intimacy and um, not sabotage your relationship How with 10 being the most committed and one not being very committed. The number eight and a half is coming to mind. So I'm going to go with my intuition. Yeah, that's good. You always have to trust your intuition. And then on the, using the same scale, how confident are you that like with, with me coaching you, how confident are you that you could accomplish this? But this isn't about me. It's just like saying mm -hmm. with coaching and someone guiding you through, what is your confidence level? A nine. Oh, that's awesome. We know fantastic has based on what I've heard of your level of commitment and everything you shared. I really think it would be a great fit to work together. 